Good evening and thank you for joining us in this new adventure or misadventure, early days, and you're still out. So we have a bit of a different casting to our previous adventures. We have Naomi and Sharon, which you may recognize from our foray in Barovia, but uh, tonight we also have Sharon and Katie. Oh, Katie is also in Barovia too. My bad, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Uh, but we have Jared. So welcome, Jared. Well, we hope you stay. Thank you. Um, and you don't die too soon. That's how it starts. It happens. It happens. You know. But this galaxy, we have Bacta. So, and, and Bacta is one of those things that pretty much is, is a miracle cure. If not, we have cold. Uh, so, which are, it's equally good, but are more expensive. And tonight we're going to be playing uh, Star Wars using Edge of the Empire system, which is the system from Fantasy Flight that now it's under Edge Studios. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, don't hate me, because I know people from Star Wars have very strong opinions, so I should have me. But yeah, now there is a couple of interesting things about how we're going to be playing this game. The game is, the time span where this game is going to be played, it runs parallel to shows such as The Mandalorian or the newly released Ahsoka. But we are going to be using brand new non-canonical characters. Um, yes, you may recognize some of the names because the people that, um, the, the characters that are going to be Plane, they have been part of the galactic history. They know somebody or they are acquainted with someone else or have seen in passing so and so. So despite the fact that this is a galaxy, um, there are very recognizable names and that have a lot of relevance in the world. After all, they're heroes of the rebellion or very famous villains, um, such as Admiral Tron, that hopefully nobody's going to throw it around in, in one of their stories. Um, but yeah, so be kind with us and um, stick around for the stories. I'm pretty sure that you will get a laugh and, and a smile out of them. So that's one of the things. The other thing is part of the this game uh, premise is that each one of us is going to be taking a turn as game masters, which means that all of us will have a character, but we'll be narrating a story. So when each one of us is narrating, it's the, the story that has been crafted. The character that we will be running, it's sort of be part of, of the would be around. You know, they, they will be companions of the adventures and misadventures, but the spotlight is going to be more on the rest of the people. It's more like an extra or, you know, a helpful aid. And that's going to go five times, uh, since it's five of us. So, yeah, hopefully you will enjoy that too. So, without further ado, um, if you please can introduce yourself. The first one would be Naomi, which character is Amaria. So 
What can you tell us about, about Amaya? So Amaya Sorosin comes from the planet Derelin, which is in Imperial space and it was therefore like an Imperial conclave um, until, I guess, after the fall of the Imperial Empire with the Battle of Endor. And not too long after that, the natives eventually rebelled against um, their Imperial overlords, their evil overlords and threw off that yoke of oppression and became a member of the new republic the interesting thing about amaya is that she's primarily a scout that's what her skill set is she is and pretty much has spent her entire life traveling through different terrains and finding things of value so she is a scout uh, but she's also a force sensitive person so she has some understanding of the force she's got some dare i say skill in the force but she is by no means uh well trained in the force so and and i believe that as well whatever prompted you in this path is that you found something that was force related to correct so when amaya was a young girl she came across the remains of an old hut and inside she comes across a holocron a couple of books and a lightsaber and pretty much all of her force training comes from those books and that holocron so okay. you know no, no, nothing wrong with text educated jedis nothing <laughs> at all so yes that's how maya has learned about the force and has learned to harness the force through textbooks Let's see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Sharon or Miss Basia. So my character is Vazia Nesso. She is a former slave, although perhaps with her obligations, it's more like to say that she changed masters. She is a perfectly, completely and utterly legitimate business person who specializes in um, moving goods and people quickly and quietly where the need be. Not force sensitive, just um, yeah, perfectly legitimate business person. Yeah, sounds like an outstanding citizen, yes. Perfectly. Jared? Yeah, so I'm going to be playing, doc well, presenting as Dr. Mary Hees, who is a um, human um, Chandrilan doctor who uh, trained in a fine medical school on Coruscant. Um, and sort of come sort of seeking adventure to sort of get away from the core worlds. But um, Dr. Hees has a sort of alter ego, sort of Zondal, which we'll sort of uncover as time goes on. I think I'll leave it for that, keep it a bit mysterious. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. And Katie. So um, Rumsai and Watak is the daughter of a Darth Mary and a human. Um, she was born in space, so she doesn't really consider herself coming from anywhere in particular. She knows how to use the Force from her mother, but um, she's what's called a Force-sensitive exile, so her use of it is um, erratic. She's uh, She fell in love with a uh, smuggler, um, and then found out he smuggled spice 
and when their relationship went bad, she's been trying to atone for this by smuggling or maybe outrun it. She's not really sure. Okay, interesting. Right. Um, I'm not going to introduce my character at this stage. Oh. Um, you will come to uh, know him throughout this adventure. But yeah. So all of you, given your different backgrounds and, and life events, um, ended up either as potential hires for the New Republic or something that is called the Outreach Missions. What are the Outreach Missions? After the Empire fell and uh, the Rebellion started investigating on the files, they came to realize that actually the, the Empire spanned regions that were in close proximity to the unknown regions and that there were um, other developed uh, civilizations in in the vicinity and they all what they knew of the rest of the galaxy was the empire therefore their perception was a bit skewed uh, potentially uh, tainted but also they have been manipulated into believing that the, the empire was an all-powerful all-encompassing structure so in the wake of, of the research, um, the New Republic came to realize also that a lot of these missions were carried out with terror acts in front of them, like, for example, uh, inflicting a, a plague into the inhabitants of a system just to turn up a couple of months later when the population had been decimated and offering a miraculous cure and then gaining an instant foothold and the goodwill of the people. And as part of this, they have found a system called Hikuntra. The system Hikuntra is of particular notice and interest for some parties because it has ruins, it has materials, but also it has a very advanced technological comparable to the, based on the reports that have been made uh, public so far, the, the technology of, of the capital world is pretty much comparable to the one that is in Coruscant. So definitely it's, it's an advanced civilization that has a very thorough understanding of mechanics and technology. So as part of the more vital outreach missions that are being proposed right now, is the Hikuntra mission. So for this mission, you are part of what it's considered the second contingent. And the reason why is there a second contingent is because they have lost contact with the first contingent. So they're sending a more diverse team, people that has the capability of being a bit more mobile and uh, blending. Uh, one of the things that they know about the Hikuntra system is that the predominant species in the system is humans. However, the, there are humans with um, slight genetic modifications, but they're not sure what this entails because they're, they're reading second-handed reports from the Empire intelligence system. 
So here you are, boss. Uh, yeah, they have told you that um, you are like the support ship, uh, and this is your crew, the people that is going to be running your crew, and you are to support the the main, not forget, but like a yacht, pretty pretty regal, pretty ambassadorial, completely chrome out. It looks like it was made in Naboo. Definitely, it exudes this aura of, of you know power and magnificence. And you were to be leaving in the next 24 to 48 hours, depending if you need anything special on the requisitions or not. So if you guys have something to do in Coruscant before you leave, uh, please let me know. I can't think of anything for Amaya. Boss, yeah. Is there anything that you want to do before you um, head off into the depth of the space? I don't think so. Um, unless there is some cargo that also needs transporting. No, you're 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 actually full of cargo because there, there are things that have been sent out, like goodwill elements, books. Um, fibers, electronic schematics, all sort of, you know, it, it's, think of it, the sort they would load in the Conquistador ships when they would exchange bubbles for uh, gold icons. Um, yeah. Dr. Mary, to do? Yeah, I think um, Dr. Mary would be sort of scouring anything in the archives on Coruscant about these genetic mutations, like any previously published papers, any, you know... Uh -huh. Information might be found if any. Good. Okay. That brings us to our first roll of the night. So let's go through the mechanics of how things work here. Dr. Mary Hiss is going to roll. You could be using a couple a couple of things. You could be using xenology or you could be using medicine, I believe. Would that sound reasonable? Yep. Yep. Which one, which one would you prefer to utilize? I'll go with medicine. Yep. Okay. So in, ooh, geez, really good medicine. <laughs> so let's bring out your roll. See? So this has a difficulty. This has a, an average difficulty, which would be two per up. Ah, one thing before we start throwing dice, we need to generate your light side pool, light side, dark side pool. So let's take a step back. Okay. Amaya and all of you roll me one light side dark or dark side dark. If you can, please. Yep. So just mark yep. one force and roll. One force. Okay. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have not had rolled that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look that bad. For light <laughs> to dark. Morally <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> gray. Morally gray. <laughs> it always okay, will be. Okay, so, so far you guys have four lights, one dark, and I don't seem to have Jared's roll. No, it's there. It's there. Came through as a dark. Yeah. Four lights, two darks. Four lights, two darks. Yep. Very well. Cool. All right. So we don't need to, to use this just yet, but 
<laughs> Basically, what it, what are light side and dark side points? Light side and dark side points are these prop die that you guys can call upon at any moment. What's the trick? You have to call it before you actually roll or declare the end action or commit to an to the action. Better, better express why. Because this actually influences in your favor. If it's a light side point in, in a role of skill or attack, what it does, it upgrades your die by one set, one level, right? Now, what do I use the dark, the dark side points? To make your lives a bit more miserable or to make the, the enemies more challenging. So every start of session, we will generate a light side and a dark side point. And the, po the points will flip from dark to light to dark, so on and so forth, right? And eventually, you know, everything gets consumed several times over the span of a game. There are no particular restrictions with it, as far as I recall. I might be wrong, but it's all good as long as you call it before you commit to the role. Um, and Oftentimes, if the role is relevant enough, I will ask you if you are done or if you are not going to use side points or anything to influence your check. Okay? All right. So, now that we have established that, back to Dr. Mary Hughes. Yep. All right. Dr. I'm ready to roll. So I'm going against two purples, is it? Two purples, please. Yeah. All right. So I think yeah, it, I think Dr. Mary has quite a bit of success kind of digging up some papers, I guess, from that, like, you know, finds some interesting data. I would tell you if I could see what you have rolled, but for some <laughs> reason, your your <laughs> scores are not coming out on the bar. Am I the only one seeing or not we seeing that? We can see them. Mm -hmm. yeah, we can see them. Hang on. Ah, yeah. This is awkward. <laughs> you can trust us, okay. Miguel. Totally. <laughs> We would never steer you wrong. Let, let, me re, let me reload my window, okay? I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like you don't trust us. I'm offended. Wonder why. <laughs> uh, speak of the devil, oh. he shall appear. Look at that. You had one triumph, one success, and three advantages. Nailed That's it. a pretty good goal. Okay. You actually, as you were going along in your research, you managed to come across an encrypted uh, file from the Empire, from the, the Bureau of Security, that actually says that they have met through genetic testing of some of the recruits that they have sourced from this world or the system called the Tundra, they have realized a couple of things. One, they have DNA, as in the race. There are a vast pool of genetic diversity due to some Twi'lek population that has mixed freely. But also this has resulted in several types of mutations, such as hyperpigmentation or hypopigmentation which basically presents human-like or humanoids of very diverse colors of skins and ranges. But also 
has a very interesting undernote. Due to the extended day-night cycles of the planet, it's not unusual to see people that have uh, developed low-light adjustments in their vision to survive. So all of you have been called to a meeting, um, which is also like an introductory dinner to your work team before you, you depart in the morning. Katie, uh, were you going to be doing something before you guys head up to the Oh, dinner? no, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to leaving. Okay. So. Yep. Cool stuff. Uh, very well. So, the dinner. So, the dinner is in one of the buildings adjacent to the, the chancellery building, the new chancellery, because the, the old one was completely erased as it was uh, one of those um, symbols of, of the empire. And there is a, you're, you guys are not the only outreach team, but um, the table where you are, as are all seated, is, is basically your work team. Sharon, can you describe yourself? Vazia is kind of average height for a uh, um, she's got kind of sky blue skin, tends to wear a lot of pink. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of when you see her, the image that you kind of have is, um, like a warm spring day with flowers and bright blue sky. And she always seems to be smiling. It's like nothing in the world, nothing in the galaxy can ever go wrong. Get her down. She's just very, <laughs> very bubbly, unlike me. So she's okay. Bubby toilet. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Um, so, Jared, how does Dr. Mary Keys look? Yeah, so she's dressed in fairly sort of traditional medical garb kind of thing like a kind of white um kind of tunic over kind of like um pale colored sort of like pale gray pants she's got sort of long um long red hair fairly kind of pale skin and sort of conservative but sort of probably probably a touch gothic sort of makeup i suppose on um and has a fairly sort of reserved um sort of conservative demeanor i think kind of you know friendly but not warm kind of thing you know mm-hmm Keeping it professional. Yeah. Very well. Um, Katie. Okay. So Runza is average height, white, very, very slim build. She has short red hair, which she can't seem to get to lie flat, so she just spikes it. <laughs> she has very pale skin and very um, accented cheekbones from her mother. Um she has a very standoffish demeanour. She doesn't really want to talk to people and she doesn't want people approaching her. So she sort of scowls and stands there, arms crossed. Body language is always, leave me alone. Um, and she likes to wear form-fitting armour or clothing that's plated. Yeah. Okay. Um, Amaya. Amaya is in her early 20s, um, human, full human, so 
she's got long brown hair but she usually ties it up either in a ponytail or a or a bun of some sort in terms of clothing she usually wears i guess when she's on the ship it's it's a more fitted uh clothing but when she's out and about on a planet it tends to be more slightly more flowing so maybe you know a white blouse and a, a black almost capey thingy boots knee high boots and leggings so it's still she still is quite practical one thing about her she does tend to wear she always wears high collars so it's just her thing it's her trademark if you will she wears high collared clothing and uh, okay cool so dinner goes pretty smoothly you know protocol droids come in um i mean trays of food say the usual platitudes this goes on for an hour and then afterwards you see that like the lights start dimming up and down so everybody takes their seats and you see that a, a young woman dressed mostly in white with a very particular hairdo it's like two big ones on the side of the head <laughs> comes up and um, takes the stage and he said fellow explorers on behalf of the new republic uh, I wish to extend our thanks for your courageous efforts in rebuilding fractured relations with some of the worlds that were allies from a time gone by. We understand that some of these missions may not be what you were expecting when you pledged yourselves to the new republic. However, I would, as a former diplomat, and she smirks a bit, I would like to remind you that everything can be an adventure and in this light i wish you all the best in your adventures may the force be with you and she raise a glass and toast to your good fortunes and then a golden plated protocol droid comes holding oh, <laughs> you're running late for your next appointment yes tripio i know scores down the drink May the force be with you, friends. Um, if you come to need anything, please report quickly to home base, and we will do what it can to support your efforts in the outreach. And she walks away, followed close by by the protocol droid that doesn't seem to shut up. Reminding her of <laughs> things that need to be done or appointments that she's running. As, uh, microseconds late or uh, that she needs to call her brother too, um, needs to check up with Han or get that Wookiee under control because it's molting all over the furniture in, in, in the <laughs> um, new offices. Uh, so and so forth. There, it seems that there's a, an endless list of things that need to be addressed. And as she walks, you can see that she's starting to nurse a migraine. Uh, and she <laughs> happens to pass next to you. Good luck. Good luck in your mission. I wish I could go. <laughs> she gives her walk. And other people from the New Republic comes by and they talk about logistics. They say that there, there will be rowing corpses of uh, flight groups running across 
the different portions of, of exploration. And then as the closing event, because it's um, they made a presentation of where uh, each one of you are going. So in this in this room, there is like 10 different teams. And most of the teams are going to different regions from what going from the outer rim uh, to the proximity of Kessel. Some others are going um, up to the galactic north to regions where there is still very um, heavy presence of uh, Imperial remnants. But in your case, you have been sent to Hikuntra. Now, where is Hikuntra? Hikuntra is one of those planetary systems that does not appear in the current uh, galaxy chart because it's one of those systems that the Empire mm -hmm. never told anybody that it existed. Therefore, the position of Hikuntra is here, in the gateway to the unknown regions. So they have this three-dimensional map of the galaxy in, in, a, in a big hologram above the room. And they, as they introduce each one of the, the task forces, when they introduce you, they pinpoint where are you guys going. And you hear this small murmur in the room, like, oh, they're going to the other regions. Last time uh, that they sent uh, uh, large vessels to the unknown regions was with the Alpine Flight Project, which was a disaster. Blah, blah, blah. And as quickly as the, the, the noise comes up, it quiets down because you see that somebody dressed with a diplomatic um, insignia comes and said, it is, it's not hearsay, it is uh, a world of strategic value. And if our team is as competent as we think it is, it will be of great benefit as it will allow us to position a hyperlink buoy there that will allow us in turn to explore better the unknown regions. And when you look in the direction of this diplomat, which appears to be a female, you see a woman younger, probably in their 20s, long hair, um, blonde, but straw blonde, light eyes, and probably make a perception check. This is one of those persons that you see and I like, I think I've seen this person. The difficulty for this is two purple dots. Two purples. Two purples. So how how do we assemble a dice pool here? Mm -hmm. Call out the skill. In this case, mm -hmm. we're going to be using perception. So perception will give you what's the rating and of your ability. And I think by default, it defaults to a difficulty of two purples, which is the standard. And you roll. Okay. So bars here, yes. You have successes. Maya, yes. Dr. Mary, yes. Yes, all of you start looking at the person and like, oh, this is the daughter of Motma. Now, she sits down at the table and said, apologies for my tiredness. Um, I was in a meeting with the planning council. Um, I, I am going to be riding on the diplomatic vessel. 
I am the appointed diplomat. Yes, as you may have realized, um, I come from a family of politicians and diplomats, but let me assure you, I, I am quite capable of it. She introduced herself. My name is Lida Otma. We, from the initial conversations that we have had with the people from Inhikuntra, not expecting any, anything bad to occur. However, we are taking a rather diverse contingent as um, there were some issues with the first advance. What do you mean by issues? Well, we've lost contact with most of the mission after a couple of weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were they attacked? Nothing seems to be indicating that, but we cannot get hold of them. And um, all their communication systems were encrypted with personal codes. So if something happened to them, it's likely that they may have not been able to access communication or if they were absconded from where were supposed to go. So if you pardon my expression, you are a bit more worldly than the first mission that we sent. Uh, and you all have very different skill sets, ranging from healing and medicine to more mundane ones. So she smiles quite warm. Um, they are a civilized world of high, uh, with a high level of advancement. So what the first reports advise is that it's their capital city is very similar to um, Coruscant, but not with the same density of population. Therefore, we may assume that there may be crime of some extent and um, parties that would not be favorable of engaging in an open exchange with the New Republic. But we won't know for certain until we hit the ground. So, sleep well and uh, we'll depart in the morning. Thanks. Um, she leaves. So, dinner dies down. What are you guys going to do? Are you guys going straight to bed? Or um, be ready for the morning? Or last action? Do we know who that first group that went in were? I might do some inquiries about that. Who was the first group that went to the uh, Herkwetra system? I want to know who they were, what they did, what skills they had, or didn't. Okay. That's a bit more complicated. So, let's see. In this case, you need to dig out this from the database. So, make a computer roll with a difficulty of three purples. And I am going to give you a setback die, too. Oh, man, you're stuck in the deck already. <laughs> I failed by one. Um, so, you start punching things on your datapad and... Um, as you get there, you're about you're starting to access the file of the previous invoice, and then a flag comes in your system and said, "Warning, you are attempting to access restricted data. Your terminal will be locked." Boop. Damn it! <laughs> Just she she picks it up and looks at it. And... <laughs> it's locked. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Why would they lock that? This is Amaya thinking. Why would they have that under lock and key? From us in particular, because we're the ones who are about to follow in those very same footsteps. What are they hiding? I think Vazia is going to 
go about looking for the same information in a slightly different manner. I'm going to scope out the room and find someone who looks like a middle level bureaucrat and she's okay. going to go up to them and pour on the full force of her personality. What, you're going to talk to and someone? jump crap <laughs> out of them. <laughs> okay. This is a, a bit of a before. What would be this? This would be probably a charm roll. Heavy on the charm. Yes, <laughs> just, just laying it thick on the guy or girl. Lots of ham and cheese on this one. So, yeah. That would be a, a two purple difficulty okay. and if you have anything that um give you boosts on charms oh, feel free to i believe i do i think you do yes i have a uh disarming smile there you go if it is opposed no and then i believe that you also have kill it with kindness I do as Remo well. Removes setback dies. Yeah. All right. Make your charm roll. Difficulty two purples. Holy crap. Uh, five successes. Yay. Out of the palm of your hand. Well so done. Tell, tell me who who are you chatting up? Is it a, is it a, a male or a female? Who are you uh, it's a female. Okay. Young, the kind that looks like they're just that little bit gossipy and lets things slip. She, she's like, oh my god, you're so pretty. Oh, I love you, and then I love your leg. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. And she doesn't <laughs> stop talking. She's like really full on into you, like. Start uh. <laughs> <laughs> going, yeah. So um. This is new and exciting, and we're going in somewhere that we hasn't been chartered. And do you know anything about yes. this? Well, oh, I, I actually do, but don't tell anything to anybody because it's oh, You can trust me. Turns out that when we sent the first mission, we we didn't send probe droids ahead, and it turns out that there is some form of disease that it's in all the atmosphere of this planet. Oh. And they all contracted it, and they're in a deep coma in the capital of this world. But don't worry, it's perfectly safe. We've already talked with them. They've, they've, uh, we, we, we've passed some of our genetic material so they can synthesize a vaccine. So when you guys get there, there is going to be uh, an initial medical, and basically they're just going to tailor the vaccine, and, and it will be fine. It will be fine. We, it's fine, okay? Nothing to worry about. Well, I'm sure. It will be fine. Now, how about we go and get a drink? Oh, I might have to take a rain check on that, my oh, lovely. But, but why? We early in the morning. Early you know. in the morning. And I have to prepare my ship. 
my ship. She's a lovely ship. Well, you, you, can, you, can, show, you can show me the inside of your ship. Oh. Well, how about when we get back? Mm. And I'll give you a personal tour when it's not so full of people and cargo and fine, everything. Fine. I'll, be, I'll be waiting for your call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord, that is so oh not Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Couldn't be harder, but he was calm. <laughs> so, Basia, you know what's one of the things, one of the reasons why they're sending, a, or the, re the, the, the main reason why they're sending a second embassy. Well, having been introduced to my companions, and one of them is a doctor, mm -hmm. I am going to sidle up and go, well, a uh, little matter of perhaps some concern. There seems to be some form of native plague that... Um, we're not inoculated against. Considering that it hasn't been mentioned in the briefing, it uh, seems highly irregular. What, what else do you know of it? That the first mission sent there is currently all in a coma in the capital city. <sighs> hmm, seems like important what? information. <laughs> Apparently they have sent genetic genetic samples ahead with the promise that a vaccine shall be ready by the time we get there but um oh well i'm sure it's fine well we'll have to make sure we receive uh, the highest level of assurances before we leave our ship to uh, ensure our safety very concerning all right so you guys leave and so the trip lasts roughly a couple of weeks and you you do it in, in several legs to minimize the the stress on the consumables of your ships and the last stop that you do is there is a, a large base in Jeddah and from Jeddah which is a, a very famous world if you saw Rogue One you remember why it's where they tested it was the first life taste of the Turbolaser from the Death Star, the original Death Star. And they blew uh, Najera, which was mm -hmm. the capital city, which eventually the, the fallout effect basically fractured the, the whole planet. And, and there is an artificial atmosphere and there is some gravitational generators that have been fixed, so it doesn't generate more. But there is a constant uh, flow of people uh, some are scavengers that are still trying to get hold of some kyber crystals that have been exposed by the fallout explosion. Uh, but some others are pilgrims, uh, people that are paying their respects to, to the fallen in Jeddah. Some others still see Jeddah as a, a religious pilgrimage point. But there is also a, a, an outpost of, of the New Republic there, and they refuel and uh, resupply all your consumables. And one of the gods 
So, we are heading into the unknown regions. Have you, have you been briefed in detail? I wouldn't say in detail. It's a certain matter of a plague where I'm interested to know about it at the very least. Uh, so, so, you've been told. Yeah, it's it's very important that um, the first time around, we the first group was not prepared. So, uh, it took kill after a couple of weeks in, in the surface. But we've been in, in contact with them by the short relay. And um, it seems that they have synthesized the, the antidotes. Um, they just have to tailor them to your genetic makeups when you get there. Okay, so make sure that uh, everybody's vaccinated before they disembark or enter the atmosphere as it's an airborne particle. But also, doctor, if you can, See if you can gain some samples of the natural wildlife. Mm. Somebody from intelligence uh, was mentioning that apparently these poisoning words to come up with miracle cures used to be a thing quite common during the Empire days. We well, like uh, that. Mm. I mean, xenobiology certainly isn't my uh, specialty, but I'll be happy to collect samples and particularly interested in the uh, local sentient life to understand how they um, how they might be similar to us? Well, they believe that about 70% of the population in, in, in the main city, in, in the capital planet, they're human or human-like. Human-like, that's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> yes, well, you know, there's thousands and thousands of years of a melting pot at a galactic level, so... Uh, What's interesting, and and when he says that something clicks in your brain, it's like it's very interesting because when you were reading the paper, they actually spoke about seed genetic material. Now I would like for you to make me a xenobiology check, and this is a hard check, and I actually going to make your difficulty harder. Move. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. It's gonna say use a light point. You gotta use one, use one now. Oh, sorry. All right, I'll use one. I'll flip one back actually. If we just make it so, so we we keep on four and two, right? Yeah, but bump out the difficulty. Yep, so I'm bumping one of the purples up to a red, and then I'm bumping one of my green up to a yellow. Yeah, correct. Failed with an advantage. Maybe I learned something (laughs) from my failure. Hmm. Just a little something. I'll give you a little bit because you have an advantage. Well, you went to medical school. You know that the seed race is one or has been determined to be one of the original settlers in this galaxy or one of the original races that uh, were able to travel uh, through hyperspace links, lanes. But you also remember that the in the area of the galaxy that you inhabit, which is probably about 60% of the known galaxy, there is no trace of them. Their DNA is extinct. So there's a lot of there's a lot of unique DNA in this area. I mean, and as you guys ponder on that, you embark on the final leg to your destination, which is the Hikontra system. So the Hikontra system, as, as you guys come into the system, there is, because you're used to yellow stars or red stars, this one is a bit unique. The first thing that you see 
as becoming is the star, which is a blue giant. And it has this bluish hue over everything. And the Hikontra system is not particularly large. Planets and, and, and celestial bodies, it's, um, it's not as extensive as some other systems that you may have visited. It has eight planets in total. So it has two planets that are too close by to the uh, primary star, three planets that are on the, on the optimal belt, and three other planets that are in the cold zone. However, what your scanners, what, what your passive scanners register is that there is life and technology in all of the planets. Plus, there is some planetoids or asteroids that are floating around the system that also appear to have technology in them. As you go get into the system, you get hail in the comms. And uh, this, is, this is flight control. Uh, please, pilot, identify yourself. This is the nightfall of the uh, the New Republic. I believe you're expecting uh, us. Yes. Welcome, pilot. Please proceed to orbit the fourth planet, denomination Ledeso. Um, I'm sending you a beacon. We will provide an escort for you and the main ship. Anything in particular that you need to declare? Do not believe so. Very well. So the planet Ledeso. It's roughly about the size of what it would be Jupiter, which also tips you guys on something. The rotational speed of the planet is very, very slow. So as your Navi computer starts getting readouts from the buoys and, and everything, you come to the realization that for the planet to complete a full rotation, it will take about a year. Interesting. So both you and the main vessel are orbiting. Somebody from flight control tells you again, that we are sending the quarantine corpse to do a medical inspection on you, uh, so you, we can grant you admission to planet side. Uh, please stand by. Acknowledged. We will have our doctor wait for you. And you receive a communication from the other ship, like, hey, they're sending a, a doctor for the immunizations. I hope that you guys are okay with it. And a couple of minutes later, there is a small shuttle that positioned themselves above the airlock. And I remember the airlock, in, in your case, is sideways or upwards. And they hook in you. And a couple of med bags come in. They, what it would be a hazmat suit. I said, um, welcome. So we are the physicians from NCT. We are going to carry out a medical inspection, administer some vaccines that you may need in case you, well, to avoid that you have a reaction like your um, previous envoys. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cooperate with that. So, you know, here's here are the records for our crew. Um, you, know, you know, you'll note that there yeah. are you know, certain types and, you know, no specific allergies, but, you know, these genetic markers will be necessary to use here. Yeah, you notice that they can read Arabic quite fluently. Like, like okay, yeah. Some of the, a lot of the, the, their technology is also in Arabic. And then they pull out a couple of drone-like elements. And um, they said, um, they're portable scanners, so please do not be alarmed. They're just 
going to take measurement of yourselves and your bioprints so we can tailor the vaccines to each one of you. As um, we have had thousands of years to acclimate to this, so basically we are just going to give you a, a fixture so you get to speed to the, uh, the same level of antibodies as a native. Mm -hmm. And they punch all your biodata from the scanners and the 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 drones start floating around you and they release this small mist and this process gets repeated four times in your case and, um, and once they, they tested and the levels are correct they pack up everything sign something in in one of their data pads who is the captain of the ship oh that would be me this is my ship sign ma'am okay well you're responsible for the life of your passenger so Yes, you're the authority right now. What a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the responsible adult. Yes. <laughs> they go back to their ships and they leave. And a couple of minutes later, you get a designation called for an approaching vector. So you can go into the city. And I said, um, Please go to the platform 16B on the main deck of Harry's Fasiki. Acknowledge. And before I start charting that in, plotting that in, I'm going to uh, ask our dear doctor to perhaps repeat some of those scans and see what's changed, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll run some just basic checks to make sure that things are all in order. Um, yeah, well, everything appears to be in order. You don't see anything radically change. It's in layman terms, yeah, it, it, it was a, an mRNA vaccine type. Mm -hmm. It's something with a, a little of, bit of rewrite of your DNA. And yeah, so I just reassure the crew, you know, everything seems yeah. to be in order. You know, everything like, seems to be. Nothing to be concerned about. Vaccines are safe. We're going to die! <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not because of this. <laughs> Okay, so as you fly into the platform, you see this. This is the city of Haristra, and you notice something very interesting. It's it's day. It's on the day side, and the the main building that you see in the center of the shot, that is the government building, but also is where the embassies and basically is the equivalent of the city. Right? It's where all the the power shakers live and uh, the the government structure is lodged and um, but also you see a bunch of floating settlements when you're descending they look very similar to the sort of a sky hooks that you would see in Coruscant or in Corellia which belong to the ultra rich basically the, their self-contains arcologies or floating manors depending on, on the level of wealth and luxury. But all what you can see here is that these people have means and they have a very, very advanced level of technology. And from what you can gather of the platform where the government is at, is that this platform can detach and reattach as they need to. And you, are to, you have been cleared to land in one of the terraces. So the landing has made me a, land, a, a piloting role. Oh, uh, now it starts. 
a space mm -hmm. or planetary? This is planetary. What Difficulty? Which is, that would be average, so it's still two purples. <laughs> One this success. is looking very good. That's enough. Right. Okay, okay. It's not pretty. For a moment, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things that you're like, oh, yeah, this is that easy. And then as you're on the final approach, a gust of wind <laughs> just hits you on the side and sends, almost sends the, the, the ship careening and you manage to just cut power and let it drop. And it doesn't, it's not very noticeable, but, but it didn't look super pretty. But got the job done. Um, yeah, you see the pilot from the other ship like look at you like you. another happy man. And, and you hear Lira in, in the in the line in the com line. Everything okay with you, support team? Um, that look a bit wonky. Nav computer glitched. We'll have to have that looked at. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, let's be clear. So you see that from the building, there has been like a, an honor guard deployed. And um, when the, the ramp comes down from the other vessel and your vessel, the doors open. And you see a number of persons dressed in, in um, very formal attires come walking out. Like, you know, as a group of envoys, but also you notice that there is a person in the middle that they seem to have this ring of space where nobody is in close proximity to that person. It looks like this person has some level of importance. And initially she's wearing like some sort of veil. And then the same crosswind that almost threw your vessel off blows away the veil. And you see this woman. Now, what are the ages of your characters? Is any of your character more than 30 years old? No. I think mine would appear around 30 years old now. Would her actual age would be more or less? Probably around there as well, yeah. Okay. Um, what about Vasya? She'd be getting there. Um, if not... Okay, so Vasya and Dr. Merrill, you can make a roll here. Well, actually, you two can make a perception roll here at high difficulty. Katie and Naomi, you can make the same perception roll at a daunting mm -hmm. difficulty. With a what difficulty? Daunting, which is four. Daunting. Four purples. Oh, oh no. Hey, I succeeded. Success for me. Mm. Look at you rolling really well. Um, what a departure from our <laughs> usual. Who are we? Yes, yes. How, how strange this is. It won't last. It never lasts. It's the fourth. Well, yeah, my, gonna my roll won't work. Okay, there. There we go. <laughs> now, now let's try. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> it's always so, fine. You do not remember, but the good doctor, Ransai and Amaya, you see this person, and this person looks a lot like a former senator that was also a queen from a planet in the inner 
was Padme Amidala. She is remembered or has a certain presence because she was known to be a pacifist and she was one of the persons that opposed the empire and its predatory instance. And um, towards the end of the Clone Wars, she died. It's believed that she was assassinated. And that was one of the things that propitiated the empire taking over. So she looks really similar to this person, not... We're not thinking she's the same person that didn't really get assassinated, or...? Well, everybody knows that Padme Abidala died, and, and she she's re- remembered, in at least in Naboo, like one of their national heroes, or mm-hmm. planetary heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are scholarships with her name, and... Um, and this one would look far too young to be sort of like her. Yeah. That's, no, it, it actually looks like an older version of her. If, really? if you were going to compare time time like wise, um Patty Amidala okay. died when she was about in her mid twenties or thereabout. Um, so we could think like maybe she secretly faked her death and she's ended up here. Like that's an interpretation we could make. Well, it could be Clyde. if she would have not aged more than five years in the span of thirty years. Right. So this is an older, yeah. okay. So maybe like it could be an older relative or something. Yeah, is it a sibling? Uh, could be. Well, it could be. It could have been related to her. It could have been the long lost child. Or a coincidence, of course, you know. Or a coincidence. Or a, yeah. or a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so she she comes and um, stands in front of everybody. Everybody makes way for her and says, "Welcome, envoys from the New Republic." I am the regent of the Contra system. My name is Arita, or Regent Arita. I hope we can come to a good understanding and a positive relation as we had previously with the Empire, who turned out to be great allies of our planetary system. And you see that um, Lida kind of shrugs a bit, like, oh, well, Thank you, Regent. We'll do our utmost to make sure that I was on good esteem, if not better than the Empire. After all, our desire is also for peace and prosperous relations. Uh, and after you see that they are both engaging at a diplomatic level and, and they're studying, dancing around each other, and poking and probing, and the innuendo. And after the initial tenseness, you see that both of the retinues kind of relax a bit. Even one of the guys from the bodyguard schemes like, it's okay. And um, they start going into the building. Now, this is where things get a bit interesting. Can you please call a vigilance check? Anything beyond just the flat vigilance check? No. Vigilance check with... Two purples. They all succeed. Yeah. We're switched on today. We've had a morning cup yes. of coffee. As you guys are walking into the building, you see that there is one of these floating platforms that you saw it when, when you guys were descending. It was it appeared that it had a malfunction, it had smoke coming out from one of the engines and the repulsor lift was kind of 
fizzling out of all there was several people furiously working on it and miraculously you see how this platform start gaining altitude there's no smoke and the num the four or five people that you had previously seen furiously working on the engine common view of all of you and you see how one of them is holding a rocket launcher portable rocket launcher and screams death to the tyrants and shoots and the missile just go line straight and you see how the diplomatic vessel just gets impacted and it's blows. There is four assailants and they are shooting with blasters now that they blew up the vessel. They're your run-of-the-mill crew. They're just... They're not even aiming, they're just shooting wild. So all the, the honor guard have just closing around the diplomats and they're pressing them into the building. And basically you and a couple of guards are the only ones standing on the deck. So the stray shots are going in your direction. And after the initial blast, they're kind of starting to recalculate. So it's all initiative. You guys go first. So, Amaya, you're the first one where you have the highest value. What are you going to do? One of those flying deck plates from the diplomatic ship. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to nudge it so it ends up flinging in their direction. So you're blatantly going to use a force power thing. Uh, no, I wouldn't say blatantly, but you know, <laughs> just a little love tap. <laughs> ability dies. So when you're using light side points, it's... Ah, yes. You need more light side points than dark side points. I got four! Yay! So one of the guys that was there in the platform shooting gets the plate on the chest and goes off flying from the platform. Ah! You got him! Gravity sucks. <laughs> yep. All right, Katie, you're next. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna use my blaster pistol. Yep. Um, take a shot at one of them. Pew! Cool. Pew pew pew. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. First of many. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a. a Blaster, range yeah. light. Yeah. So range light, and you have a difficulty of two. Right. But there is some modifiers. Ooh. At one setback dies because mm. you guys there is very heavy wind and the platform is moving or or okay. bubbling. Yeah. And roll. So what is? Let me see. What is your pull? Yeah, one. Um, and then I add a setback. Yep, one setback. So the shot went wide, but you have two advantages. So you can give them two boost dice to the next person, or you can split, yeah. uh, causing them a disadvantage and then an advantage for you guys too. Yeah, uh, okay, I'll give two to the good doctor. Okay. 
That's good. Dr. Mary, you have two, ad two advantage to die. Uh, how far away are they from us? Like how in your um, Range wise? Yeah. 50 meters or so. So is it sort of short range or medium range? Like, is that if you want to close up to melee range to them? Like, more in the medium sphere. Medium. Okay. Yeah. So in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so what I'll do, I'll take two strain so that I can do an extra maneuver to kind of like charge over to them kind of thing so I can move up to so from medium to short and short to engaged um, and basically running in for this one that um, has just been sort of fired upon I'm going to go in and sort of like basically chop in for a pressure point to sort of like knock them out kind of thing you know? <laughs> yeah. okay. the, the one that fell off the platform <laughs> Well, the one, the one that um, that Ronsai was shooting at. Okay, because they're in a floating platform. All oh, right, they're up above. Okay. Um, no, no, no. They're they're sort of at the same level. That's why they're so far out, because they, uh -huh. they're levitating outside the, the main platform. But you okay. can do it. You can you can close the distance and just, but you would jump have over. to jump into the platform and okay. board it. All right, I can try and do that. Do you want me to make a roll for the jump first and then... Yeah, make an athletics. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Okay, so maybe I will use those blue on the athletics because that probably feels important not to fall off. As we've learned, gravity sucks. That's right. Everyone get your high. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, and just two purple or... Uh, yeah, two purple. Yeah, yeah, all right. I might actually... F Flip one as well, just to yeah. Two successes, one threat. Okay. So I could take the extra the threat as another point of strain of the strain of sort of getting over there kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's up to you. I had ideas, but okay. Or you know, if you get another idea, yeah. And then, do you want me to just have that as the action and wait, or do you want me to attack as well this turn? No, you can attack. You can attack. Okay. These these people are, are not the most articulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, going into sort of like you know, chop. Yep. Karate chop. Yep. All right. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um, so that's so two successes, and then it would also be adding to my five for my weapon, and then also because of my um, pressure point talent, I'm adding my medicine ranks to it, so it'd be nine um, points of strain damage, ignoring soak, to sort of knock and, them out. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy just drops like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> you guys see it from afar, because... These are like electro blobs, right? You see how the guy gets salt in, it's like, ah! <laughs> instantly drops. Nice. All right, that's Dr. Mary. Basia, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm just going to fire at them with my blaster. This is okay. not her jam. <laughs> get, get off my ship, you freaking vermin. I look like a lot of stairs. Huh? Still, one success. That's seven. These guys have a soak of four. So let me count down. So we have two pirates down. One that went flying. Another one that dropped like a sack of potatoes. So there is two. And these guys taking seven points of damage. Minus their soak. 
this one you seem to get it on the shoulder like, so that's all of you so now the one that that you uh injure sharon she's going to return the favor so he's going to shoot you with the blaster carbon oh and they have one setback die for the wind and um yeah so blaster carbine is a damage of nine so what's your soak value sharon two two mm. how many wounds do you have uh 11. Ah. Fine. Seven, <laughs> seven wounds. So he got you good. He, he oh, got you no. straight in the middle of the door. So, so 11 minus 7. Oh, somebody math for me. Four. So you feel like somebody just knocked the wind out of you. Mm-hmm. And um, the last dog. You know what? I got plenty of dark side points. So. No! Is going to something nasty. He is going to grab the, the missile launcher from his friend, pop another one in, dead to the tyrant. There goes the oh. ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not my baby. <laughs> not the dark No. No. I put more effort into that ship than I put into the character. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to <gasps> Holy crap, Batman. See, but I gave you more light light side points. Two Holy <laughs> potatoes. Alright, and he shoots. Oh ah, no. five successes. Nine. You feel how this missile just flies over the whole lot of you and it hits something behind you. Don't leave us hanging. (laughs) Okay. That's where we're gonna leave it. So. Funny, funny thing about the, these missiles, the critical range is really low. It's it, like two, it's a and missile. I just have five successes. So that means that the critical features get activated. So really, really good damage, no, no activation of, of, of critical. <laughs> All right, so this is what happens. The missile goes over you and hits the ship. She's cringing. <laughs> and you hear, <laughs> but although it got really good, it was not as bad as the other one. Probably because the other one may have hit a fusel or something. However, the sh- your ship has a massive hole that, and it's not going to be fly worthy until that a-, a whole heap of panels get changed. It'll, it'll buff out, Sharon. Don't worry. It'll buff out. Yes, it'll buff out. And Little bit of duct tape. the guy is grabbing another one and reloading to do a second shot. And as he is starting to take position, you see a small red dot pinpointing in his forehead and, and he falls backwards from the platform. Okay, who fired that Someone, shot? What? Make a perception check. 
A vigilance check actually. A vigilance? Any subtractions or additions? In this case, um, In this case, roll. honestly, I think Lazia is staring at her ship and going, oh, baby! <laughs> yes, what was your midriff is in pain? Yeah, you've been shot and your ship's been shot. You, you, <laughs> I told you guys, all these good dice rolls were going to make you ah. pay. Um, vigilance, three purples, and one black. One black? I think I'm too sort of like caught up in the thick of things to look for the shooter. I'm assuming they're on our side. I'm not going to roll. I say nothing. No. And I get a threat. <laughs> yes. And Vasia. Yes. Uh, Dr. Mary? No. I think I, because I'm like right up on the barge, I'm not looking back over my shoulder to see. So I'm not going to roll. For yeah. Him. Gonna, that's fine. Us. Yeah. Cool. You both see another of these small floating platforms a woman seems to be driving and um, she's steering away from the direction of the platform and as she's steering away you see a f the figure of a man that pulls up and with a sort of a sniper rifle and he starts breaking it down and they just fly out in the distance was all the security forces swarm up and the, the guy that is still half alive, they just shoot him, they stun him down and then they reel in the platform and that's where we're going to leave tonight. Wounded. And the ship. Wounded. Well, the, the ship is broken. You don't need a pilot anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the pilot and the ship. more concerned about, you know, her ship than her wounds right now. It's like, oh, my baby, yeah. my baby. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you have a good time. Thank you. Good night, people. Bye. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this epic voyage through the Star Wars galaxy. We hope you enjoy exploring the Force, iconic characters, and untold stories from the far reaches of the universe. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Please support us and subscribe to the show on Twitch and YouTube. We're also on Instagram. Rate and review and spread the word so we can grow and keep these shows coming.